This is a story that made headlines this week. The Registered Nurses Association of Ontario, the organization representing the province's nurses, is calling for urgent sweeping reforms. And they did so this week by releasing a document, and it is called ECHO 3.0. Dr. Doris Grinspan joins us right now, CEO of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Um, no doubt about it. We need an overhaul. We need reforms, especially when we're talking about long-term care. But what exactly are you asking the government for? Because you've tabled 13 broad recommendations. Can you give us um, just a, a quick oversight on what you'd like to see happen? Absolutely, yes. You know, we say all the time that this health system didn't crumble uh, because people stayed home. The reality is, thank you for people for staying home. The system didn't crumble. Only the hospital store didn't crumble. The rest did. Uh, many people could not have the home care that they needed because home care uh, didn't have the PPE. Nursing homes, you know what happened. Primary care offices went virtual, which is good, but some closed because they didn't have the necessities to attend to people. So we are asking to actually enhance community care. We cannot continue with the health system that over relies so much on our hospitals that we are afraid that they will crumble. Um, the hospitals perform very good. We need now to absolutely invest funding in home care, invest funding in uh, primary care, and we need to bring long-term care into the fault of the health system reform big, big time because we suffer tremendous consequences. And we need to more and more move to really anchor the system in primary care. You know, those family practices, whether it's your family doctor or whether it's your nurse practitioner, the team of people, and we are asking that we move to team care in primary care, so no solo nothing, right? So not, no, no more that when someone goes on vacation, they tell you go to the emergency room or go to right. the walking clinic. So that's what we are asking. This is the type of reform that the government was planning on doing. You know, there are 24 Ontario health teams. We are saying fasten that much more and invest in community care. Community care, that's where people live. People don't live in the hospitals. And I understand that this community care, I was talking to Dr. Samir Sinha, who I'm sure you're familiar with yes, earlier on yes, uh, last week. Yeah, about he's, he's a specialist where, uh, in geriatric medicine. And we were talking about this model in Denmark that seems to be working quite well. 30 years ago, they just completely blew up their long-term care uh, system and their care system. And they went to community-based care, the kind you're describing. Yes. It's actually saved them money. And this and actually keeps... quality. And right. quality. Yes. Like increase the quality of life of people living there because they don't fall into a situation where they haven't been taking care of a problem. So it becomes a bigger problem and a bigger problem. And they're going to need um, hospitalization or long term care homes. It allows people to have independence a lot longer. It's better for mental health. Um, is this something that you can see our government being open to when it comes to an overhaul? So the first thing they, that we need to do, and we have spoken many times with Minister Elliott and Minister Fullerton directly, in long-term care, because you cannot do away with all the long-term care facilities we have, is at the very least let's improve their staffing. Today you have one RN per shift, three RPNs. We are talking for 
100, 200, 300 residents. The rest is all unregulated care providers, PSWs, who are fantastic, but they have the capacity, the expertise they have with the little training they get, right? So we need more regulated staff. Minister Fullerton is to table a report at the legislature on July 31st about the necessity and adequacy of regulated staff. Now is our time to shine. We need at the very least 20% RNs, 25% RPNs, no more than 55% personal support workers, and we need more of everything because personal support workers are also run off their feet, run off their feet. And Is it... So, so we are in crisis in the best of times. This is the right. long-term care is crisis in the best of times. This is why she needed to table that report. So imagine something like a pandemic, but even not a pandemic, the flu. It's a disaster when, when something happens. So long-term care is not, it has the funding formula of decades ago. It's archaic. And it has a staffing of when people went to nursing homes, you know, much earlier with less complications. Today, they are very late. Let me ask you this. Is this, you know, the problem with nursing homes, is it partially a societal problem because we stopped taking care of our elder people and having them live with us uh, like we had in the past? And we decided, okay, at some point, you know what, uh, we're going our own way. You're going to live in your home too. You can't anymore. And then you're going to long-term care. We, we've just changed the way we live with elderly family members. And that happened everywhere, right? And happened because of distances and et cetera. But also, we change. People that are, you know, 55, 60, 65, 70, etc., older. I remember when my daughter-in-law said to me, and she's lovely, and so is my son and my grandkids, you know, we will have the basement set up for whenever you need, whenever you need or have a need. I said, my love, I want to live by myself and, and <laughs> also. So you know what? Yeah. Both of us changed, Right. So right. we all want to live independent in our comfort of our own places. What we need to do for it, to be able to do it is we need the right support. So instead of, it's like being ill versus being healthy. Let me compare that for listeners. You either invest on either being healthy, eating more, more nutritious, eating better, exercising a bit, you know, trying to sleep a bit more. I need to do that myself. Or... Mm-hmm. You need to pay on ill care. Here is the same. Either we invest more in the community or we put all the eggs on the basket of hospitals. That's the societal choice and that's the government choice. And we are saying now is time not to defund our hospitals because we need them to perform. We need now to invest in community care every single penny in primary care, have it set up, in interprofessional teams, make sure they are the anchor of our system. This is what also Dr. Samir would have told you. In Europe, primary care is the foundation of the system. Then comes home care. Hospital mm-hmm. care is when you really need because you're super ill. It's, it's, a, it's an emergency. Exactly. exactly. To repair, to repair, right. fix, right? But not to be your foundation. And if you think, when people think, What's my healthcare? They think hospital. We all do, because that's where we have put all the emphasis, both in our discourse, in our thinking, and in our funding. 
this would be so much better for people's mental health as well and their self-esteem. Because I I imagine if you feel like you've been given up on, you kind of give up on yourself. But if you have somebody dropping in and saying, "Hey, are you doing these exercises? Hey, what's your diet like?" Um, it's it's not like a nanny state. It's it's like actually realizing you're part of a community and you still have worth. And I think that that is something that we forget so much when it comes to mental health. And mental health. Let's talk about that. This is not only about older persons. Today, children, adolescents, sometimes can, not sometimes, many times, months and months they wait to get the mental health services they need. When you start to beef up mental health services right in primary care, in that family practice for the kid that is anxious, now you use hospital when there is something serious, but you know how many you will prevent from getting to the hospital? is before we beef up primary care, you know, the family practice to actually have mental health for those first, second stage anxiety symptoms that so many kids and so many adolescents have now and that are more able to talk about that and we all know more about that than decades ago. So it's for everybody, not only for for older persons what we are speaking. Well, I hope this report gets the attention of uh, not only the minister, but the premier, because our family practices are in danger with COVID right now, and they need some desperate help in order just to survive and make it through this pandemic. And now is the right time because they are in the process of revamping the healthcare system. Dr. Grinspin, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. All right. It's a relief when you know that the voice of reason is out there in the form of Dr. Grinspin um, trying to tell the government how we could rework things. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to a hospital when I'm sick. I'd rather we deal with the problem before it occurs. And I like the idea of investing more into uh, home care.